name is Johnny. I'm one of the pastors here. And so if you just want any more information on any of those things, you can just go to events.lancastervineyard.org. Um, as Phil alluded to, uh, this Sunday is going to be about celebrating Joel and Christy and their family. And so um, we're going to do that in a variety of different ways, and we're going to have some fun. Um, I would like to say this is not a memorial service, all right? So we're not like memorializing Joel. Um, he is he's also transitioning to a position uh, with Vineyard USA. We are part of an association of churches. Um, there's like between five or six hundred churches right in the United States. And Joel, um, if you if you're new, is this if this is all new to you, he'll be a, a super super regional leader where he'll be a pastor of pastors, but he'll get to stay local and just do a lot of travel. So, um, but we are going to celebrate him. Just a lot's happening, you know, with Christmas and Advent, and then we'll have the installation service on January second. Uh, so I'm going to invite the staff and elders. We're going to come up, and um, and then Joel and Christy, you can come up as well. It'll be some of it the same as we did first service, but we actually have some new things uh, in store for you. Um, so why don't you guys come up, and um, he's scared again. Um, so I wanted to read this uh, just to kind of, this is what this uh, service is all about, and, uh, and it comes from First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 12. Uh, Paul's, this is Paul's final advice. He says to this, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. I want to read that one more time. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and a wholehearted love because of their work. So that's what this service is all about. That's why I encourage you to, to write notes and, and encouragement. You can pr- bring those um, and put them on there on the Connect uh, Center. There's some blank ones if you forgot. You know, oh, crap, I forgot my card. You can really quickly write one after service and give to them. Um, but, um, yeah, so we wanted to shower them. There's Obviously, you saw cupcakes as you came in. And so, um, yeah, we just wanted to show them that love and respect um, and just for all their hard work over the last 23 years. And so uh, a few weeks ago in a sermon, Joel called me a young whippersnapper. And so um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not young enough to not know who David Letterman is. Does anybody know who David Letterman is, right? Uh, he did a, he, you know, he was a late night talk show host, but he always did a top 10 list uh, and would whatever, different varieties. And so we came up with our uh, Joel, it's Joel and Christy, but mainly Joel, our top 10 favorite things about Joel, all right? So these are the same as what we uh, did first service, but we wanted you all to get an experience of who Joel is, all right? And uh, so Cassie has the first one at number 10. All right, coming in at number 10, you've all seen his awesome dance moves um, with Monday moves that him and Emmy did during COVID, and I know they've uplifted me, and I know a lot of you have enjoyed them, so we thought we'd show you a couple of featured ones. Oh, goodness. 
The pandemic did a lot of crazy things to a lot of people. <laughs> Chief among them. Anyways, coming in at number nine, we have uh, Joel's school pictures. Now, these are things that we have used time and time again, over and over again, because apparently the mullet just got longer as he got older, and that we cherish and love. So we use those pictures and many more pictures of school photos all over the place as often as we can around the office and in any publication that we can find. We love your school photos. Coming in number eight is, uh, is Joel's outfits and fashion. Sometimes I'd love to see what's in his closet um, of all the different things he's worn over the years, but we have uh, some examples of that. So number seven, we have your family, and I'm, I didn't show this last service, but we, we do think you guys are super. Uh, found that, thought I'd share it with everybody. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I said this first service, but really, like, it, we, we just love your family so much, and, like, it's been great growing up with you guys and with your kids and seeing how you raised your kids and loving your extended family that comes here, too. It's just, it's been an honor and awesome. Sorry. All right, number six. Um, I think we're seeing a theme. Joel, you are not afraid to embarrass yourself. Or maybe it's hard to embarrass you. Uh, whether it's uh, mentioning your likeness to Mr. Incredible or your many performances, like in the No More Blues Brothers or Mr. Rogers, uh, or the many stories that uh, some of us would rather have not heard. <laughs> it's, uh, it can be really challenging to embarrass you or you embrace it. We love you for it. Yes. And coming in at number five is uh, story time with Uncle Joel. Uh, we have been privy. Uh, maybe that's a bad choice of word. We have been subject to many of Joel's stories from back in the day, things that we cannot unhear or things in our minds that we cannot unsee of stories of, uh, of things that Joel took part in in his, in his college and and outside of college, people still did crazy things outside of college when they shouldn't have been. But we, uh, we love Joel's stories. He always has a plethora of stories ready to share at will. And so we love him. All right. Number four, the way he worships. Uh, Joel's a full body, top of your lungs, all in. Clap like you're at a football game. Sing it like you mean it. Full attention to God, worshiper. And in case you haven't witnessed this, we have an example for you. And number three is wisdom. I've always appreciated the wide range of wisdom and knowledge that Joel has. I mean, we've heard it all over the years, right? Like from that time when he preached for 20 minutes about the food at Terry Street Pub. <laughs> and then there's the practical things like how do you pray for someone or how do you share your faith or how do you become transformed? And the hard topics like why do bad things happen? And if I have a question about understanding the Bible, and I've had plenty of them, 
I'm always shocked by just how easily Joel can rattle off like what a scripture means and the context and he just explains it in a way that's simple and easy to understand. And I'm always impressed with how Joel remembers and knows every person that walks through the doors of this church. He never forgets a face or a name, and he can describe and give details about each person and who they are. The wide range of Joel's wisdom has definitely been very impactful. Number two on our list, uh, Joel is a humble leader who loves Jesus and loves people. He is a humble leader. He, he always points towards Jesus. He doesn't point to himself. Um, he loves Jesus so much. His whole life is uh, focused on knowing and serving Jesus, and that allows him to love others with the heart of Jesus. Um, there's a saying we all know, to know him is to love him, and I think that's a true statement when it comes to Joel, but I think uh, also... To know him, to know Joel, is to be loved by Joel because he does have the heart of Jesus for people. And lastly, at number one, which number one and two kind of go together, is uh, just we're all here because of your yes. You know, uh, I can, I, I know I can share some things. I'll probably share some things January 2nd. Just the impact you've had on my family and what this church's impact has had on my life, my discipleship, my marriage, my parenting, all of that. A lot of that can be traced back to this church, which then obviously traced back to you just being obedient to what God was calling you to and just saying yes. And I'm sure each of us staff pe people and elders could share those things. I'm sure if we went around the room and did an open mic, uh, we could share just that impact of your yes. But just uh, you've always just been faithful to be obedient to what God has for you and just, just keep saying yes. And even I know this transition is just you uh, demonstrating that and living that out again of just saying yes to, to the Holy Spirit, saying yes to what God has for you. And so uh, that was what the, our top 10 favorite things, but we also wanted just a couple people, we have different people sharing uh, each service, um, just that impact of that yes that's had on their life. And so uh, I'm going to give the mic to Phil. Phil's going to start, and then Andrea will go after him. So uh, 14 and a half, oh shoot. <laughs> 14 and a half years ago, I remember oh, making, a, you're next. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's true, because there's a lot of reason for me to uh, be emotional. Um, Fourteen and a half years ago, I still remember driving home uh, down 71 uh, from my job that I was working at from Akron down to my house in Grove City. It's two hours and 24 minutes. Um, I remember calling Joel and just... We were in a place uh, in our life that we were ready to just kind of throw things up in the air and let God land them. And I remember just his, his pastoral heart and, and his vision for this church, which I was able to experience. And I know many people have come through this church. He has always set this church up to be a place of healing and restoration for so many people. And just when you, it even comes out in newcomers classes, when you meet newcomers, he's like, this church, it may or may not be for you, and if it's not for you, I'm going to help you find one that, that is for you. And you have set this church up to be a place of healing for people who have been wounded, who are hurting, who are suffering, and you have done that so well that this place wasn't just a place for me to be healed, but it was a place for me to grow, to develop, all by your hands and by the hands of God working through you. Um, I'm going to stop and just say thank you. 
and that we love you, and we thank you that this church has been formed by your hands to be a place of healing for so many people. I don't know why they put the two criers together, <laughs> but I wrote mine out because I, I am hard to come up with good words on the fly. It's hard to fully explain in the few moments I have here what Joel and Christy have meant to Ryan and me over the last 22 to 23 years. <laughs> How can I put into words the height and width and depth of the love of God they've shown us? These two have walked willingly with us through some dark days through joyful days, through marital difficulties, through questions, anxieties, and disappointments. They've loved us unconditionally when we were at our worst. They've listened to our hurts and our hearts and have stood steadfastly by us, always believing the best in us and for us, but never backing down from the hard conversations, always challenging us to lean into Jesus closer and to live out the life he's called us to. They've prayed for us, they prayed with us. They prayed over us. They believed in us when we did not believe in ourselves. They've called out our giftings and have poured into what they've seen God doing in us. They've cheered me on as a woman leader, believing in and championing the voice God has given me. They've been patient and persistent as I've wrestled with doubt and insignificance in that role. Our kids accepted Jesus under your leadership. You baptized them. I'm shaking like a leaf. <laughs> and so I'm not nervous. I just feel it. You've seen gifts and talents in my kids and have encouraged them to live out the life God has called them to. And that's, as you know, one of the greatest gifts that anyone can give your children. You've been our leaders, our pastors, our mentors, and our friends. You've shown us the faithfulness and love of God by seeking and serving him and having his heart for people. I was laying in bed last night and I was like, Lord, I don't know how to finish what I, like, I can't encompass everything. Um, and immediately, 1 Corinthians 13 came to mind. And I just feel like this is a good picture of who you strive to be. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and then sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Thank you, Joel and Christy, for loving us so well. We have a gift. Yeah, because uh, there is no way to repay. There's no way to give you anything that would equate or be equivalent to the value that you have sown into each of our lives and that you have given to this church. 
but it's a gift and it's appropriate. And uh, we just want you guys, you, uh, Christy and Joel, to have a night away and be together uh, away from us, uh, away from Lancaster. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, where we won't cry all over you. So uh, here is a gift for you guys. Thank you so much, Joel and Christy, for everything that you have done uh, for now and to come. Yeah, I said first service is going to be like 12 days of Joel, you know, where we give them different gifts all these different times. So we have some things in store this week as a staff. We're going to, you know, celebrate them. And staff and elders, we're going to, you know, do something fun together, celebrate. But, um, yeah, we just wanted to pray over you guys. And then um, we actually have a different video to show this service of some different faces and the like. Um, And so why don't you come up forward? We'll just pray for you. I'll start. And then, Ryan, would you be up for just ending? And we'll... uh, Go from there. I just encourage you, if you would, just to, if you want to extend a, extend a hand, just as a symbol of just, um, yeah, that you're just praying with us, because uh, this, this is a collective prayer of 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 God, um, Holy Spirit, Jesus. We just thank you uh, for Joel, for Christy, for Jesse, for Luke, for Emmy, for their the Seymour family, um, and just saying yes to you. We're thankful for the impact of, of their lives and just um, how they always uh, just point us back to you, Jesus. They know they're not perfect, you know, but even in, in their failures or their shortcomings, it's just, it's even used as a way uh, just to point to your grace and, and to how we're not called to be perfect, and, and how he's just been a leader. We say this sometimes in the vineyard, to, to trust a leader with a limp. And, I, and, I, and I'm thankful Joel has embodied that. He's, he's made it uh, to where ordinary, other ordinary people go, yes, like I can, I can do those same things because it's all about Jesus. It's not about talent or um, giftings. It's about just continually saying yes. And so we celebrate his faithfulness, finishing well and just blessing him as he just continues to say yes to be uh, to bless other pastors Uh, just since this morning i was praying for you just that you would you have now have a lot of visions uh, of almost like someone who's trailblazed a new path and and people get to follow you and say hey come Come, you've done the hard work of, of making that path, like of going through the briars and stepping the path. And now because of that, for other pastors and other churches, you get to say, hey, come follow me. Here's a vision of how to, how to be faithful to what God's calling you to. And so we just bless that uh, in Joel as he just uh, travels and does all this. That, and then even as our local church, we get to be blessed by it because he's our super regional leader. He's our leader. And we get to, he gets to even embody and stay at our church. It's just the best of both worlds. So we thank you for that. God, I just agree with the prayer that um, Johnny lifted up. And um, as we have talked a lot about what we've seen and, and um, benefited from in, in having Joel and Christy with us, um, I just pray that, uh, I mean, obviously we're, we're grateful and we're we're looking at this transition but the other side of the transition is all of the work that you have uh for them beyond this um and so i pray for blessing on that i pray that just as we have experienced uh just the love and support that they brought here that there would be pastors out there um we know that they're 
we've seen examples of, of Christian leaders just um, falling. And, and God, I just ask that, um, that there would be a love and support that would just pour out of them that would... Um, uh, that would would help the uh, pastors not feel out there by themselves and left alone. That that there would just be a, um, an outpouring of of more of you in their lives, and and um, that uh, the church overall would just benefit greatly from that. God, um, we thank you just for them, and just pray blessing on them as they go. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, we have a, a, a vi- another video for you just so for some folks um, who obviously couldn't be here this morning, but also I think it's good for us as we get to see the impact um, that Joel's already done uh, just in other pastors and other leaders, and you'll get to see, uh, see that. So let's go ahead and show that. Hi, Joel and Christy. This is Brent from Wycliffe, Ohio. Hey there, Joel and Christy. Hey there. Laura and Mitch Price here, pastors at Life Church Vineyard. Hi, we're uh, Bill and Barbara Herzog from Toledo, Ohio. Hey, Joel, it's Derek from uh, Vineyard Altoona. Hey, folks, Phil Stroud here. Just calling to say congratulations on the new position that God has called you both to, really. Uh, It's been um, our pleasure to be part of your lives, starting out with our first meeting in Ann Arbor, Michigan, when you were wrestling with with what to do with the leaky roof on your church and watching you just mature and grow into the person that God has has called you to be. And I trust that this is his next step, that um, he who began a good work in you will continue it. I'm sure it goes without saying that I owe my dad a tremendous amount of gratitude for the effort and devotion he's put into raising me, and much the same. I've watched him nurture and grow the Lancaster Vineyard from a home church to a large building where hundreds of people can gather and worship the Lord. As Jewel embarks on this new journey, I'd like to thank him for all the love and care he's put into my life as well as the people he's led throughout the church. Joel, you were instrumental in getting us reconnected with the vineyard. Mitch and I met there 20 plus years ago, but now we are a part of the vineyard family because of you. So thank you for that. We are so grateful just for you leading us in so many different ways. And Mm -hmm. um, just um, as a, you know, on a personal level, just being a good friend um, and a, a mentor. And again, in that role of being a leader of leaders and you are perfectly wired uh, to be moving on and we are thrilled for you and Christy to be taking that next step at Vineyard USA. Who is this for? Joel. Joel who? Seymour. Do we know him? I think so. Joel Seymour. I think he's a friend. Friend? A long time friend. But really seriously, Barb and I have known from the beginning that Vineyard was blessed to have Joel and Christy a part of us. And we're excited to see them move up into a leadership role. Uh, we feel good about it. Yeah, we're excited about it. Yeah, so it's been a joy watching them plant the Lancaster Vineyard and um, just watch it blossom. And, um, and now he's ready, I think, to take the next step. Thank you so much for all uh, that you've done for us from the very first time. I met you, I've just always felt like you were somebody special and you've been great to Jerry and myself um, and, and your love and your care has certainly been felt and uh, I know you're gonna do a great job uh, in your new role and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what impact you make uh, in the, the future of the vineyard. To the church there in Lancaster, I just wanna say thank you. 
you have been asked to really share with the movement around the country two really wonderful people. And I know it's uh, you know it's a happy day, it's a sad day. I totally get it. We we've gone through this ourselves. But on behalf of the Vineyard USA, churches around the country, we wanted to say thank you. Having having Joel become a super regional leader, honestly, uh, is a great gift to the whole movement. And I hope that you see that the Lord has entrusted your church with that type of an assignment. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited for you. God's blessing on both you guys. And I trust that um, we will have uh, great things and good working relationship in the future. And of course, as he steps into this new role, I'm proud to congratulate him and look forward to all the great things he will do to further the kingdom of God. We love you guys. So appreciate yep. you. Love you both. We're excited for the future of Lancaster Vineyard. Yes. We totally support you guys. We're here in every way. Yes. Uh, we We're love, sister churches, we right in the same same city. That so sounds weird. I love it. But yeah, we love you guys and wish you all the best. God yes. bless. Congratulations. Um, thank you to the Lancaster Vineyard for allowing Joel to take the next step. God bless you guys. I'm so proud of you and uh, I'm so excited for you. God bless you guys. Jan and I are just proud of you, the church. We're super proud of Joel and Christy and, and uh, we're happy for the future. And I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, um, you know it's a special day because Christy wanted to say something, so uh, we're going to have her say a few things. I don't know if this is the right one or should I use that other one. We'll try this one. There you go. If it makes noises, we'll use the other one. Nope. Try this one. There we go. Okay. Um, this was not planned. <laughs> it kind of hit me uh, first service, so um, felt like I should also do it this service. Um, I think there's something um, to be said about saying thank yous publicly in front of people, and I'm a pretty quiet um, person who doesn't like to be up here and talk, but um, during first service, I just um, just really felt overwhelmed with thankfulness for for many things and just felt like I needed to um, say that publicly. And um, the first thing that I shared with First Service is just how thankful I am for Joel and um, just all the wonderful things that were said about him this morning. Um, I just want you to know from me how true <laughs> all of those things are. Um, we've been together a long time and um, and I just want to say thank you for um, not only leading a church well, but leading our family well, and um, just being the godly example that you are for, for me as a person, but for our family and for our church family. So I just want you all to know that, um, that he is a super awesome guy. <laughs> and also, I wanted to thank my kids publicly because I don't think that happens very often, and even though uh, two of them aren't here, um, I just want to say thank you to um, Jesse, Luke, and Emmy. Um, they were born into this church plant. We had already started the church uh, before they came into existence, so they didn't have a choice to be a part of this, and um, I've just felt they have embraced um, 
being a pastor's kids um, and growing up with that, that title, that they've handled it very well. And I'm very proud of all three of my, of my kids. And then um, lastly, thank you to you guys. Um, you are the reason that God called us here. And, um, and I'm grateful. Um, even if I don't know you personally, um, you are a part of this family. And I want you to know that, uh, that you do mean something to me, even though I may not know you personally to just say thank you um, for being a part of our family and for your support. And um, just, I'm just grateful to God that he has called us. And, and one thing that I, I did mention and have felt um, just last night and this morning is that um, it's great to celebrate us and, and it's a joy and we thank you for that. But behind all that, again, we would not be standing here if, if the call, if God didn't call us to come. And, um, and so the celebration should be that the spirit kept on us to, um, to say yes. And, um, so I just, I just want to hit, give him celebration today too, just, just for the call to come here. So yeah. thank you all. And I love you. <laughs> mm, thank you, Christine. Mm. Yeah, the, uh, you know, it occurred to me watching that second video because that was different than first. You know, there's some unsung heroes just in this whole journey. I mean, uh, one of the guys on that video, Bill and Barb Herzog, um, husband and wife that were joking and everything. Um, Bill's been a friend since the fall of 94. What most people don't know is Bill has called me every four to six weeks to check in on me, even though he, he doesn't have an official role in that capacity in the vineyard. It's just because he's loved Christy and I. Uh, they would plan weekend getaways to Hocking Hills so that they would have a shot to see us. So several times a year they have stepped into our lives. So there's just some unsung heroes even as we talk about what the Lord has done in our life, just how others have stepped in. It was wonderful to see uh, some of those folks on that video. Well, you know, they did give me some time to talk. You're uh, like, how do you wrap all this stuff up? I mean, it's crazy. And like, how do you wrap up 20 and a half, 23 and a half years? So we moved May of 98 to start the Lancaster Vineyard. So how do you wrap all that up in 15, 20 minutes? Um, as I was thinking about that, I started looking at, at like people who spoke and were known for speeches and looking at their last speeches. And one of the guys I looked at was Winston Churchill. He was the prime minister of Britain during World War II. Has some incredible speeches. Some of you have heard of, you know, like, gives a commencement address and just says, never, 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 never give up. You know, and that was like his speech, you know, the whole thing. And then, but he had other, you know, memorable speeches. And so I read his last speech um, as he stepped down from being a prime minister in 1955 and he became a member of parliament for the next few years. I looked at his speech and it was 26 minutes long. It was boring. Um, it was wordy and rambling and uh, long-winded, and that kind of took the pressure off because I thought, I do that every week, um, and so I can pull off rambling and wordy and long-winded, you know? I, I guess it doesn't have to be uh, uh, that, you know? Um, when you wrap something up, and it's not a total wrap-up, I'm wrapping up senior pastor, but we'll still be going to church here, but... You know, this is certainly concluding one season of the story of Lancaster Vineyard and the story of Christy and I's life. And, you know, one of the things I've found is that as you're in transitions or even chaotic or even challenging seasons, uh, it's really good to look at origin stories. 
So for instance, if your marriage is getting dull or it's being challenging, one of the things you can do is just recall the origin. Why, why did you get together and remember those first few years and try to think about those things. Uh, um, you know, if you got, you know, teenagers you're raising, you're ready to strangle them, you know, you, you remember when they were cute and uh, did what you said and, uh, you know, um, you, know you, you changed that. I just saw some parents looking. Um, but, uh, you know, you remind yourself, right? If you're following Jesus and it gets challenging or hard or so much crud going on, you think I'll give up, you go back to the origin. You remember, why did I get saved? Why did I start following Jesus? How did I feel when I first gave my life to Jesus? Um, I think for followers of Jesus, you know, one of the best things you can do with even thinking big picture, whether theology or problems in the world or, or hard questions, those kind of things, or even hard texts in the Bible, you know, one of the things you can do is you, you go back to the origin. There, there is so much in like the first three chapters of this book that explains so much about the world. You just, if you, if you forget, if it's struggling, if you're hard, you just go back to the origin. And so as I thought about 24 years almost of, of ministry here in Lancaster Vineyard, I just thought about our origin story, and I thought about, uh, in particular, about other leaders, and I thought about a leader who, as he is going from one season of ministry to the next season of ministry, he talked about the origin story uh, for a particular church, and, and that leader is the Apostle Paul. Paul was a uh, church planter. He planted all around the Mediterranean, like Syria and Turkey and Greece and Macedonia. Um, he did some stuff in Italy. There's even evidence that he ended up in Spain. And so he plants all these churches, and he's on his third missionary journey. And uh, his third journey, he's heading back to kind of, uh, at least for Christianity, the origin point, Jerusalem. He's heading back to that, and he has a sense that things are going to be different from now on. He knows he's going to be arrested. The Spirit's told him he's going to be, suffer hardships for the kingdom of God. He's likely going to be imprisoned. There's, a, there's an inkling that, that it might not be long-term, that, that he'll get out, maybe do another missionary journey, but eventually he knows he's going to be martyred for the faith. And as he's doing kind of his farewell tour, checking up on all the churches he planted, he goes to Ephesus, um, or just outside of Ephesus, and he sends for the leaders of that church, and he begins to talk to them, and he actually talks to them about his, the origin story. He ends it kind of ominous. He talks about how wolves are going to come into the church.